Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it. And and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Uh, Susan Tom from Kansas City, Missouri. Marsha from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. Our producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows across the United States because of all of you in the listening audience. In fact, I got a call the other day from a gentleman in Orlando, Florida, listening to us. As we said, we do broadcast coast-to-coast. Today, we are coming to you live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're very happy to be here. We have joining us in studio today an, a patient here at Cancer uh, Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa. His name is Bert Ramon. Bert's kind of a famous guy, a little bit famous anyway. Uh, he is a police officer in Houston, Texas, um, and he has uh, done a number of, of, of uh, news events and, and, and shows. He's been on CBS. He's been on Fox. He's been on CNN. Um, and so this is not new to you, Bert, to be, to be on a, uh, uh, in the media and, and talking about what you do. But yeah, very interesting, the piece that I read about you talked about you're rescuing nearly 1,500 people with Hurricane Harvey in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey, and you're still going through cancer treatment you've got stage four cancer yes that's correct that's uh that's pretty amazing yeah i mean they're, they're taking great care of me here and uh, my strength is up and uh, you better I, have a lot of strength to rescue 1500 <laughs> people in the middle of a hurricane actually the way that came about uh, my um, platelets were low at that time the week before so they told me i wasn't going to have no treatment so me inside was going yes you know i haven't this is gonna give me a break from chemo i haven't had a break from chemo in such a long time so i figured you know, I'd be getting more stronger. And uh, the following week, that's when the hurricane, hurricane hit. hit. So so I felt stronger, you know, and, and no effect. So I was all go. I was ready. Yeah, obviously you're ready if you're, when you're rescuing that many people. I mean, Houston went through an incredibly difficult time. Yes. Um, uh, um, and, and um, you know, the, the city is coming back slowly but surely, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still a lot of cleanup, but most of it's pretty much gone. I mean, yeah. Houston strong, like they're saying. Yeah, but, te- yeah. Pe- people in Texas are pretty strong people. They, <laughs> right. they, 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 they kind of have that part figured out. They don't do a lot of whining and moaning down there. So. Right. So, ha- t- first of all, tell us a little bit about your particular cancer. You have stage 4 cancer. Right. Um, uh, I understand it's, uh, you know, in, it's in your colon, in your liver, in your lungs. Um, uh, th- that cancer is still active. Um, so t- tell us a little bit about that situation. Um, like you said, it, it's active. Um, I've had a scan recently done, I believe, last week, and it's nothing spread and nothing shrunk, so it's kind of at a standstill. So we're going from there. So um, so you're holding it off? Yes. Okay. So you're in Houston, Texas, and you come all the way up here to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to be treated. So you're jer- you didn't just – I'm assuming you didn't discover – just come to Cancer Treatment Centers of America in the very beginning. You went to a different hospital and then wound up here. So why did you 
you know, decide that you wanted to come here versus wherever you were at in Texas at the time? Um, when I was being treated, it, it was okay. I just everything's big in Houston, and I just everything's big in Texas, right? Bart. In Texas, and just uh, just uh, I was recommended this by my brother, and okay. uh, he looked into it and he told me to give him a call. And as soon as I called, it's just uh, I was just welcomed right away, just like family, and came down here, and it was more one on one, and felt like family, and I could feel, you know, the <clears throat> it's more. Uh, um, God, what am I looking for? Personal more, treatment. Personal treatment, more one-on-one, and, you know, just more faith here, more religion here. So, and you just meet with everybody. So, and I meet with the same people over and over as compared to where I was back. I never saw the same person twice. So, so some of the, the differences then that I'm hearing is, number one, uh, you, it sounds like you're kind of like a number in, in the larger hospital systems, probably it's not it's not as personal in treatment. You know, right. doctor, uh, we've had a number of different doctors on this broadcast. Doctor Bake uh, and Doctor Mons were on here earlier uh, this year and and talked about the team approach. So how does that? How when you came here, um, they had a team to meet with you and go through your situation and then yeah. lay out a treatment plan. How did that work? That worked great because everybody's here. You know, everybody's here. They've, they got a question, they just go down the hallway, they bring in another doctor as compared to where back in Houston, you'd have to make an appointment, go see somebody else somewhere else, come, you know, and everything's here. If they got a problem, they just walk down the hallway and they'll grab somebody and they'll come talk to you real quick. If I have an issue with uh, wounds or, you know, any side effects, they'll, every, everything's consolidate right here and, and the answers are quick and fast and treatment's quick. Yeah, I know they have that, they have that, uh, that, that, that saying here that, uh, it's not it's not one of the things we do it's the only thing we do when it comes to treating cancer i guess that really becomes apparent to somebody like you right. when you've been in a different system and then you come here right. and it's like well this is like night and day from where i was before yes completely night and day um, my wife was shocked when, when we first got here we just couldn't believe how you know how everybody's so kind and they treat us you know just like family and how we get results right away instead of walking to another building and then setting up an appointment and trying to find out, you know, you're, it, it takes weeks before you find out. And right here, everything's done right away. So the bureaucracy is basically eliminated, what you're saying, because you've got a team of people that are communicating with you constantly. Exactly. You know, one of the things that, that we've always thought in, in the folks that we've talked to, survivors and active patients and doctors and, uh, the, you know, everybody involved here is that you as a patient here are more empowered. Do you feel that when you're here? Oh, yes, definitely. So definitely. You, you think that is significantly different? Oh, yes. Um, what was it? The time before I was coming on a flight and I, I met somebody else that was coming down here and he had the same went to the same area I was going and we felt the same. I mean, we just instantly connected. We had the same thoughts and ideas about this place and we're both delighted to be here yeah it is kind of interesting i was sitting at the hotel last night eating salad at the bar i didn't want to eat dinner it was a late night i'd gotten into tulsa late and the gentleman sitting next to me he didn't know i was affiliated with cancer treatment centers of america and i didn't say anything he was sitting next to another gentleman and they started talking he was here for treatment and he, he was a uh, he was a uh, older gentleman probably around my age and he'd been a fighter pilot in the air force and i guess this other fellow had some connection to flying as well and they started talking and he said well what are you doing here and he talked about the fact that he was here um and he was coming out of san antonio texas wow. yeah He's retired Air Force coming out of San Antonio, Texas, to be treated here uh, because the quality of, of, of the care here and 
the approach that is just significantly different than what you see in these huge institutions. Yes. And, and you've, you're obviously experiencing that. Oh, yes. Completely happy. So, so you know, they, they talk about the whole body approach here, and I think it's kind of interesting. You mentioned a couple of times that there's a, a spiritual side to this. You know, they have a team. Talk a little bit about that. Why, what, what, what do they do? What's different about that than perhaps somewhere else? Um, because somewhere else I had asked, we had asked about um, side effects or asking, like, how do I build up our platelets? You know, is there any vitamins or anything else we can take? And basically, oncologists was just a dead set no. There's nothing you can do. So we're like, wow. So we come here, and, and then they have people that um, – God, I forgot the technical term for the doctor that, you know, signs, you know, she right. gives me all kinds. She looks at my blood and she goes, you're low on this, this. We're going to sign this vitamin. We're going to give you vitamins for your platelets and this and that. So there's always other treatments. And uh, since I've been taking those vitamins, my platelets have gone up. So and uh, everything else is, you know, doing good uh, uh, as far as uh, the tingling. Oh, well, not tingling, but the little numbness. Neuropathy. Right, the yeah. neuropathy that yeah. I was having. And then I'm going to get... Um, <laughs> yeah, you get in the radio and you just blank out. Um, That's all right. Yeah. Um, what do you put? The, put the needles on your uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture. Yeah. There you so go. you're doing all that. Yes. You know, that's interesting because, you know, when you talk about, um, I assume it's an endocrinologist you're talking about doing the blood work and testing your, for your, for your um, you know, what vitamin deficiencies, what can we do to build up your, 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 your body and your stamina and all the rest of it. You're, they must be doing a pretty good job if you can rescue 1,500 people out of <laughs> Hurricane Harvey. So I would have to say it probably worked pretty well. But it's interesting that, you know, in, in other situations where that's not discussed and, it, and it's kind of a dead end. Yes. And here it's part of the program. Exactly. You're, the, all these people are part of your program. You've right. got a nutritionist. You, you've got an endocrinologist. You've, you've got, your, your, you've got your, your, you know, your oncologist. You know, all the different doctors that are treating you and the support staff as well. Correct. And, and that's all kind of the package, if you will, or if you, that whole body approach that we talk about here. That's right. And, and so um, obviously it's made a big difference for you. Um, how long have you been going through treatment? Um, I've been here since July. Okay. You know, with Cancer Centers of America. So you're going back and forth. You're actually coming here to get your chemotherapy treatment here. That is correct. Yeah. So you're you're coming. You're going back and forth. Back, from back and forth. Huh? Yeah. So you, because you could do this obviously in Houston, but you choose to come here because of the difference that it makes. Oh yes, it, you know, it just brings up more morale, uh, sense of hope. It's great you're here. You know, it just. It's a complete 180 from like, yeah, I used to go home so depressed from the other place. It just, God, Very I used different. to cry. I mean, my wife used to pick me up and I would, I'd break out in tears. We're going to be right back after the break with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email if you have a question. I'll be happy to answer it. My producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We are live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, joining me today uh, in, in studio, Brad Ramon, uh, a police officer in Houston, Texas, who is an active patient here, stage four cancer, 
um, which makes his story even more remarkable. We're going to talk a little bit about that in this segment. Um, if uh, uh, about about what what he's going through and what he did during Hurricane Harvey. But if you want information, you heard Bert a minute ago talk about how depressed he was, uh, what he was going through. How you know you get shuffled from one doctor to another doctor to another doctor questions don't get answered issues if you're experiencing any of that or you're having those kind of problems or you're not happy with the treatment you're receiving um, you can call 1-800-333-CTCA 1-800-333-CTCA or 1-800-333-2822 Bert described what happened when he called um, uh, he, he was very happy with the with what they had to say and, and what he learned and he'd made a decision the decision was to come here the website is cancercenter.com cancercenter.com there's also a chat line up there if you want to go to that website and start a chat maybe you've got an issue maybe you're not happy with the treatment or maybe you've just found out you've got an issue um, go to the website cancercenter.com you can start a chat in the chat room um, learn about your particular issue or again as i said you can call these people are happy just to talk to you about your situation situation 1-800-333-2822 so Bert I'm looking at this picture of you and it looks like a pontoon boat here uh, th- th- this is actually in a housing area in Houston Texas and you're on you're on uh, on this boat uh, rescuing people it looks like you've got quite a few senior citizens on this boat is this like a nursing home or just a group of senior citizens a lot be in the same place that was an assisted uh, citizen assisted living <laughs> facility Assist- yes so i was right it was <laughs> right yes <laughs> okay and you all went to the facility with the boat and got them out of there that's correct so talk a little bit about i mean a man with stage four cancer okay what you you decided you know i assume you get some kind of alert and 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 you were you reported to your station how did that how does all that work well that saturday we were assigned 12 hour shifts and then um nothing happened that saturday during the day all right so partner i was with like no next tomorrow we'll probably go back to eight hours this ain't gonna happen hurricane's gonna blow by us right saturday night sunday morning i wake up and it's it's pouring rain yeah. I, I didn't know how much it rained during the night so i'm just on my way to work so i get on so uh, you could still get on the streets right i'm getting on the street and i get on the freeway and when i get on the freeway i see cars heading my direction on the opposite you know coming towards me and i'm like this is not looking good either it's flooded up there so <clears throat> i make the turnaround too and start following them and there's a houston police officer stopped there and directing them to exit so of course i pull up to them and i talk to him hey i'm trying to get to work he said you're not going to make it down this freeway it's already flooded take the exit and head back so even when i took the exit the exit was barely passable so that's when i called my sergeant i said hey i can't i'm not going to make it into the you know downtown it's, it's flooded so i'm gonna go to the nearest station i'm, I'm gonna go to lake patrol he said that's fine so lake lake patrol right so that's just down the road from my house and uh and uh just in luck the the sergeant there that's a companion he's a best buddy of mine so so i already you know knew him so so that's where the boat came from lake patrol right that, okay. those boats are designed just to be on the lake itself but since they needed help we you know we we lift those boats from the lake because those are big 22 24 yeah, thing, foot boats well you got yeah. a lot of people on here it looks right. like it, yeah it's a big yeah yeah 
It is a big yes, and we need a lot of water to launch those boats. So you know, we went to the bridge and find you know trying to find some deeper water. That that's Kingwood right there with the assisted living center. That was the most treacherous because there was a lot of current there. In fact, we lost a boat. We had six officers in one of our boats that flipped over, and they all went in the water. So guns, equipment, everything. I mean, they just got swept away. But lucky there were other agencies there and citizens, and they got you know they were rescued. So we did lose a boat that day in Kingwood. And when we launched, when we launched at that bridge, I never seen so much strong current that that jacket I'm wearing has a built-in life jacket. I saw that current and I said, nope, I'm putting on another life jacket on top of what I had. So just because I could see how strong that current was. And this wasn't, you were you were in, a, this is a residential area, am I correct? Yeah. That's and you're I, talking about current flowing down, I assume these are streets. Well, where we launched, it's by the river. And so there was a lot of current there, but once you went further into Kingwood, there were some areas that had some strong current also. We were there, there wasn't that much current, but getting there to some of those areas, there was a lot of strong current. You could see uh, uh, stuff floating from auto parts store from the current just going down. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff floating through. That current was very strong there in Kingwood. And and so this was an assisted living facility that you guys took the boat up to and then unloaded Right. Got those people out of there. Yes, uh, the HPD, uh, Houston Police dive team was there. So they were walking in, picking up the people. And um, there were also citizens there trying to help. But since we had we had the larger boat and we were able to put, because those uh, citizens were on wheelchairs. I see the wheelchairs. Right. I'm looking at the wheelchairs right. and the walkers right. and all the rest of it. So we were able to pull up and, and the HPD dive team, were, they lifted up those you know senior citizens, put them on the boat, and, and I wheeled them and you know, put them you know organized them in the boat and they were uh, they had very good spirit and they weren't scared all they were worried about make sure you know they had their pets with them or their medicine and, and that was it i mean it was all good spirit and we're going down that picture we told them we're in the san antonio river cruise you know down <laughs> <laughs> i've been on the river cruise in san antonio this doesn't quite look like the river walk going through yeah, san antonio this, this this is a little bit different looking deal here right. I, I don't i don't think those people thought that was equal to the san antonio river cruise this is just slightly different <laughs> weren't you concerned i mean i i talked with heather before we did the show today and she told me that if you had you know been injured or been cut or had other issues you this could have been a i mean you were taking a pretty significant risk here doing this in your situation yeah i mean i was all on the water getting stuff uh and before that we had a we had an issue with the boat you know our um, bilge pump wasn't working and we couldn't put people on the boat if our bilge pump wasn't working so you know i'm in the water walking stuff you know trying we went to auto parts store trying to find a bilge pump that was open and you know found a a citizen that went and brought us some wire and a bilge pump so we fixed the boat and you know stuff like and then even pulling up to assistance civic center i mean i jumped out of the boat and you know pushed the boat to get it in the right position and none of even thinking i had cancer didn't even dawn on me at the time that my platelets were low and that was all out the door i just you know i'm just being an officer at the time doing what we do Boy, I tell you, if you don't think we appreciate first responders in this country, you better listen to what this man's saying because we should appreciate him for what they do and what they have done and what they continue to do. When we come back after the break, we'll continue this conversation with Brad Ramon. If you want information on cancer care, you've heard part of his story. We're going to hear more of it when we come back after the break. The website is cancercenter.com, cancercenter.com. The phone number, 1-800-333-CTCA, 1-800-333-7262. 
1-800-333-CTCA or 1-800-333-2822. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break uh, with Brad Ramon here from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions, send me an email. I'll be happy to answer them. Our producer is Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I am your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us. We are live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Joining me, Bert Ramon, who I was calling Brad earlier. Um, Bert Ramon joining me today. Uh, active duty police officer in Houston, Texas. A man who... Uh, it's a true definition of a hero. 1,500 people approximately were saved by him and his partner um, during uh, uh, Hurricane Harvey. Um, and what, what they did was pretty remarkable. What's even more remarkable is he did this. And, you know, had he been injured, if he had been cut, if, he, if there were other injuries he would have suffered, uh, it could have been uh, fatal to him because he is uh, in treatment for stage four cancer, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Um, that he would go out and put his life on the line um, is is one thing, but to go out and do it in this particular situation with his cancer is something else completely different. Um, if you want information, again, cancercenter.com is the website, the phone number 1-800-333-CTCA. You heard Bert just say earlier um, how he found out about this. His brother listened, and then he made the call. So he called, and he uh, then obviously decided to come here for his treatment. He's been getting treatment here since July. So the phone number 1-800-333-CTCA or 1-800-333-2822. So <laughs> I know I saw when you walked in here, you're wearing a World Series hat. I understand there's a little story behind that. You got there. There have been some perks along the way. Oh, yes. OK. Sure. Yes. Uh, Academy's, Academy Sports and Outdoors saw my story. <clears throat> so um, they um, got me two tickets for the World Series and two shirts for the of Jose Altuve. And, uh, you know, when they called me, they said, oh, we're just, you know, we're just going to present you a little. The tickets and it might just be a little Facebook interview. I said, "Oh yeah, no problem." So when I show up, uh, they're like, "Just meet me outside. We just just want to talk to you real quick." So when I pulled up to the the store, I noticed some patrol cars. You know, the, our ghost cars. I'd seen two or three of them parked, and I knew my sergeant was there because he had called. But um, and then when I was walking in, there's one of the customers said, "Are you the?" I got to stop and see this. So she kind of clued me. So when I walked in, it was like a big birthday surprise. The whole, there was a media crew and a bunch of citizens there and, and all the guys from traffic enforcement, all the officers were there. And it was a big surprise. Yeah, I imagine it probably was a big surprise. <laughs> All right, so who got to go to the ball game with you? Me and my wife. Okay, good. You yes. didn't take your wife. I, I, was, I was hoping you were going to tell me it wasn't your brother-in-law or somebody. <laughs> no. So, no, you and your wife got to see the World Series. That's yes. pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, well, I was delighted to see Houston beat the Dodgers. I'm sorry for all you people in California, but nonetheless, I was still delighted to see uh, that, uh, that, that that Houston prevailed in that series. That town needed a lift after what it went oh, through. Oh, yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that was that was a pretty big deal. Yes. Yeah, absolutely a big deal. So so let, let's talk a little bit about you. You talked in the first segment about, you know, 
the vitamins and, and, and stamina and your platelets and, and all these other issues. Um, well, so let's just start, start out with stability. How do you, how you're, you're getting at, you know, treatment for stage four cancer and, and you're still functioning every day. Yes. Yes, I'm functioning every day. I, I, you're going to work in a patrol car every day. Yes, I sure am. And you work traffic enforcement. Yes. Okay. So I'm kind of like a trooper. I'm on the freeway, so you know I have one of those ghost cars. So I'm looking for any active DWIs or um, uh, active drivers that are going out there acting crazy. You know, um, and um, you know just working speed or any any issues that deal with traffic where we need to go. So, and. Um, I deal with deal with it every day, and uh, and uh, I feel strong. I have no side effects. I'm, I'm dealing with the side effect right you now. You still got all your hair. I mean, I, you're going yeah. through chemo, t- and I'm saying, look at you, you got a full head of hair. Yeah, it, it's thinned out. I've, I've had more, but yeah, I still have hair. And uh, the only uh, the treatment I'm on it's uh, Vectabix, and its side effect is uh, you get a rash. So you could see my face is red. You yeah, know, you know it was worse, but they, they they corrected it for me, so it's not as they strong. corrected it here. Yes, so okay. it's not as strong. It's not as bad as as when it first came out. And you know I do have you know some rash in my back and and some on my legs, but um, d- just dealing with that on the side. You know I, they've given me creams and it takes care of it. So it's just a nightly ritual that I gotta put all these creams on me just to deal with this rash. So, but, but again, you're it, these people. You're not being told um, go see a dermatologist. You're this is happening right Hell here. Oh yes, this the, happens right here. I show them. I show them any wounds or any you know tr- um, problems that I have, and they'll go next door and they'll grab somebody, and then you know they take care of it right here and then. I don't have to wait and make an appointment and go somewhere else. I mean, in fact, that time I was in, they just gave me the medicine right there in hand. I didn't have to. You know, call a pharmacist or, you know, everything was just given to me right there. So everything's taken care of right away. And that's a big deal. Oh, yes. From a, from a, from just from a convenience standpoint and being able to get what you need to get and ha- and get it done. Right. That's got to be a big deal. It is. Yeah. Interesting. So you, you, this, you, this, I, I can't kind of get over the fact that you're, you've got stage four cancer. You're, you're an active duty working police officer. Um, this situation, you, you mentioned that your, your tumors haven't grown. They haven't necessarily shrunk either. Right. Okay. But the, you're stable. Yes, stable. And, and do you have any idea how much, have you, have you talked about your treatment program, how much longer you're going to be doing chemo? What are they, what, what? Uh, you're up here what every two weeks correct okay so you come back here every two weeks you've been here every two weeks since july yes getting treatment and they've stopped the spread it's arrested at this point so it's stabilized yes so how much longer for treatment what are they telling you oh uh, we're kind of going back with the insurance right now we're trying to get a pet scan so uh you know we're trying to deal with the insurance on that so we'll see what goes from there after they you know go with the trying to get the pet scan and so the PET scan's going to tell you if the tumors have shrunk or, you know, where you're at with that. Yeah, it's more detailed, so, you know, the doctor wants to see that. And how long, and you've been on the chemo since, since, um... Actually, I've been on chemo since roughly April of 2016. Holy cow, Bert. Yeah. Since April of 2016, you've been fighting this. Yes. That's pretty amazing. That's, that's... I had my surgery in March, and then chemo started in around April, mid-April, around there. 
and and then you moved obviously here for your treatment to right. get your treatment and and uh, it's been a completely different experience obviously yes yeah that's very interesting so you you talked about we going out on one of the seg the, the the segment before this you talked about um the mental part of this you're obviously a fighter somebody that's just not going to roll over and give up i mean this scares the daylights out of people when they're told they have cancer i mean just knocks you for a loop um you know my my father had it um uh you know other people my family have had it um and it, it literally turns your life upside down in 30 seconds the minute you find out and i've done numerous shows like this where people have told me i remember one young lady on this show talked about she was in a supermarket when she got the call from the doctor telling her uh that she had breast cancer so talk about the mental part of this a, a little bit and, well, and then and then what it was like then and what it's like now well hit me hard me and my wife we fish a lot and in the summer of 2015 we're out in the middle of the bay we're fishing and she started breaking down crying because her co-worker's husband had passed away from a heart disease and uh she just cried and she said promise me that you always be here to take care of me i said oh yeah no problem so march of 2016 the day before her birthday i get a colonoscopy because i had a colonoscopy when i was 50 and uh they found uh polyps so i said come back in three years you're clean no problem then we're just going to do routine so i came back in my third year um <clears throat> had my colonoscopy and i'm half dazed and they're waking me up and they're telling me that i have cancer i'm like <laughs> i was in the best shape of my life i had seen a nutritionist i lost all this weight i was running best shape in my life i said there's no way i had no symptoms how can i have cancer uh-huh. Colon, uh, colon cancer is a silent killer, and those colonoscopies, that probably saved your life, right? Yes. Because you wouldn't have known. And I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I had no symptoms. I wasn't weak. I wasn't throwing up. I had no. nothing. Yeah. I mean, running, you know, lifting weights, no problem whatsoever. So they told me that. And then, you know, told me to have a scan. They told me I have stage four. And wow, first thing I hit So me, you were stage four when they diagnosed it? Yes. Wow. Stage four. It didn't start this way and then progress to stage Correct. four. You were already at stage four. I was already at stage four. That 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 is um, pretty amazing. When when we come back from the break, I, I'm going to stop Bert right here. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about you know the transition from where he was to where he is today. And, and again, from a mental standpoint, because I think it's important for all of you to understand how important that is uh, when you're fighting this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network. We're live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The website, cancercenter.com. The phone number, if you want help, 1-800-333-CTCA. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break with my guest, Bert Ramon, a police officer from Houston, Texas, undergoing active cancer treatment here at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We are live from Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Joining me in studio, Bert Ramon, 
an active duty police officer in Houston, Texas. The man who just happened to save about 1,500 people's lives um, during Hurricane Harvey. Uh, quite a story. He's been on CBS, ABC, Fox, CNN. A lot of people wanted to talk to Bert. Uh, and Bert happens to be undergoing treatment for stage 4 cancer um, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The website, you've heard him tell his story, um, the difference in treatment that he gets here, uh, what it was like dealing in one of the big hospital systems versus this system. Uh, he's got a team uh, of doctors, uh, of nurses, of people that help him, a nutritionist. Um, all, you know, all those people work together to, to, to have patient-centered care, Then that's what they do here. The website is cancercenter.com, cancercenter.com. The phone number 1-800-333-CTCA or 1-800-333-2822. So I want you to continue with this because you were in a bad place, obviously, mentally. Right. Um, you, you, you said, you know, we first we talked to this one of the other segments, you actually would leave the doctor's office in tears because you felt so bad. And uh, it, it was obviously you were not being told things were good and there wasn't a lot of um, uh, an uplifting message, if you will, uh, in what you were dealing with, Bert. No, I mean, uh, part left off like I told you that uh, come out of this colonoscopy in half days and then, you know, tell me I have cancer two days later, I get a scan. Go see the oncologist two days later and tell me I'm at stage four with no symptoms. Well, what a shock. I felt depressed because, one, I promised my wife that I'd always be here to take care of her. And just, you know, you get this sense of why me? And then uh, I kind of thought to myself, well, why not me? I'm a police officer. I'm, I deal with the public a lot. Something good will come out of this. I'll be able to send a message to people or something good will come out. And you and behold, Harvey comes and here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've definitely been able to send out a message, right. no doubt. You know, you're in a different place now. Right. You talked about that you're in a different place now. What have they done here that makes I, you feel differently I, about what you're doing? You're, you go out and get on a boat in, in the middle of a hurricane and save 1,500 people in the middle of active, while you've got active stage 4 cancer. That takes a lot of mental stability, a lot of courage to be able to do that and still know that you're dealing with this issue. I used to, back then in Houston, I was being treated. I, I'd work half a day. You had to have chemo that afternoon. Take off my uniform, put on my clothes to go to the hospital. Sit there, wait and wait and wait. I get so depressed. I came to the point where I almost walked out. And I'd wait and they call me in. And I go again. It's the same routine. I wait. I never seen the same people. Never talked to anybody. Everybody just kept it. It just it felt like cattle there. It, just, it was just unheard of. Okay, in, so what happens here? I come here and... I've friends everywhere. I meet the same people. Everybody knows me. It's, it's name. It's like family. Yeah, I see the same people over and over again. I, I meet new people and I talk to people and just uh, and it's all family here and they all have the same feeling towards this place. You know, they're more. It's more uplifting. There's more hope. There's more. It's more spiritual here. It's just everything's. It's complete 180. So, so we hear this all the time, you know, when we talk about people that have cancer, other issues. Um, a lot of success, your, your ability to overcome the issue has a lot to do with your mental attitude. Exactly. Ha, you you have, so so you have to have, how much yeah. does it have to do with your, yeah, you, you tell me. Uh, yeah, I'm a lot more positive now. There's more hope, sense, and, you know, planning for the future and doing stuff. And just compared to where I was at, I was so depressed. And like I said, I used to leave crying. I used to leave crying going to treatment i used to leave crying after treatment you know i'd hold it to myself my wife would see me be crying you know just it's just there was no sense of hope back there where i was at 
But here you have a completely different feeling. Yes. And and obviously you must because I'm sitting here looking across the table. If I didn't, if you hadn't, if I didn't know you had cancer or being treated for cancer, you'd never know by the way you look. No, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, there's that much of a difference here. Yes. So what would you say to people that, you know, that are listening to this, that, that are dealing, you know, maybe going through those same kinds of issues that are, you know, are being treated someplace else in the country and are dealing with those same kinds of things you were dealing with, depression, never seeing the same people, nobody to talk to in a big bureaucratic system where they're a number, not a person. What, what you, you talked about delivering a message. What's the message, Bert? Well, it's funny because uh, you say that, you know, I'm a police officer and uh, like I said, I do a lot of traffic stops. And uh, fortunately, I stop people that are on the way to treatment in Houston, and uh, and uh, I tell them I got cancer, and they, you know, they're sitting there with their eyes open, and I even show them my port, you know, so they can believe me, and I ask them what kind of cancer they're going through, and and I tell them I've had the same experience, and I mention this place, you know, if they're not happy, you know, look into something, you know, look into this place here. So, I, you know, as much as I can, I, I talk and tell my story, even though I'm on the freeway. I, you know, stopping people that are going on their way to treatment. You know? Driver's license registration, are you going to get cancer treatment? No, I, I, you know, huh? I could tell they're a cancer patient because they're, telling, they're running late. They're running late for a treatment or they're running late for radiation. And I'm like, you know, what kind of cancer do you have? And, you know, and I'll just tell them, and I'll tell them my story. So that's got to be a big surprise to people. Oh, get, yes. Yeah, big surprise. Huge surprise to people. Thank you very much for doing this today. I know you've got to go get a treatment. You're going to get a treatment today right after this broadcast. That's so correct. thank you for taking the time to come in here and tell the story. I think, you know, I think it's important for people to be able to connect uh, with folks like you uh, that have been through this or you're actively going through it and, and to be able to find solutions that are different than, than some of the things that are being offered in, in, in our healthcare system around the country. And obviously, um, you found that here. Yes, I did. Yeah. Thank you again for, for what you do. And thank you for being a first responder and being a police officer and do all that you do. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, we were, it was a privilege to have you on. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, we are at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have done lots of these shows over the last four years, lots of these shows. Um, and it never ceases to amaze me when I bring somebody in here that's either a cancer survivor or an active cancer patient. The stories that they tell, the difference in the treatment here, and what it's like to come here versus where they were. The website is cancercenter.com, cancercenter.com. The phone number 1-800-333-CTCA, 1-800-333-2822. If you need help, uh, you want someone to, just to talk to, you just call them up. Bert's brother is the one that you know did the research on this, and, and then Bert made the call. I've had that story told countless times we've done these shows. People made that phone call, got different information, and then made a decision that they wanted treatment, and they wanted treatment at this facility. So that's what I would suggest. I think that makes a lot of sense, and, and we would tell you once again the phone number 1-800-333-CTCA. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HIA radio network coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.